You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your buddy, Paladino Joey, also known as Joey Awajan. I am the host of Brave the Wild. It's great to have you with me once again today. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Today, we have episode number 28, and um, we're going to have some changes to the show a little bit here. We're going to try to have shorter intros I'm, I'm eliminating the ads for now. We'll still have short, tiny little breaks with a little bit of music, a little bit of fun, goofy little music in, in between. So uh, less plugging, more Minnesota Wild. That is what you fans want, according especially to a uh, message I got, I guess. You could call it a message, a, a review, whatever it is. So um, that is going to – I'm going to make some adjustments. Doesn't agree with everything the person said, but – yeah, going to make adjustments. Uh, sorry I've been away for a month. I already told you why. Lots of lawn cleanups, lots of work to do. So here we go. Ready to talk hockey. Brave the Wild, episode number 28. Please do call into our phone lines, though, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Let your voice be heard here on Brave the Wild. So today on episode number 28, Concussion Junction. That's right, Concussion Junction. That is what the Minnesota Wild have become with four players now dealing with concussion issues. Four players out with a concussion at the same time. Talk about bad luck, and uh, <laughs> that's just very unfortunate. Very unfortunate indeed. And um, that's going to be the opening topic for today. Get into the concussions here. <laughs> As uh, Remember this old song when you were a little kid? When you were a little kid. Conjunction, junction, what's your yeah, that's pretty much what the wild are. Not conjunction junction, but concussion junction. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable how things have gone for this team. Pierre Marc Bouchard has played one game all season. One game all season. Been out with a concussion ever since. Start of the year. The start of the year. Now it's at a point of headaches, I guess you could say, but really it's from a concussion. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, as you look at his career numbers, has been a very, very durable guy. I mean, last year was the first year in his career when he didn't play about 80 games, other than his rookie year when he got scratched a lot because he was he was so young, you know, so young and so raw. 71 games last year, missed 11 games. One game so far this year. And Pierre-Marc Richard's numbers kind of dipped a bit last year, too. Remember, he was about a 59, 60-point guy. Only 46 points last year. Struggles. His assists way down from what he was before. Goals were up to 16. But uh, overall, 
Dear Mark Bouchard, unfortunately, the injury bug has officially begun to really bit, bite this guy, and uh, it's too bad. Still a little ways away from returning to NHL hockey. Regarding Pierre Marc Bouchard, Peter Sikora, as we continue here. Now, of course, his concussion occurred during my break from this show. It wasn't a break, that's by the way, 70 some hours a week because of two jobs going insane. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, the break from the show. <laughs> Peter Sikora also incurred a concussion. He's only got three points this season, by the way, only two goals. Three and one assist so far for Peter Sikora in 10 games. Out as of November 9th with a concussion. So he is on the injured reserve. Bad deal there. Pretty bad concussion for Peter Sikora. Another guy, number is actually pretty similar to Bouchard's. More goals, less assists, but point totals about the same, of course. And uh, this this year, this, the stars aren't aligning for the Minnesota Wild this season so far. I mean, it's not looking good. As of right now, the Wild, last place in the Western Conference. Last place in the West Conference with only 19 points. As we continue now to Brent Burns, and this one of course is the most uh, frustrating, the most alarming also as well, and uh, kind of scary. Brent Burns. Now what did I, I just listened to, uh, I just re-listened to State of the Wild. That was back in June, or uh, May, excuse me, early May, right at the end of the Wild season last year. Uh, Brent Burns had concussion issues last year. They kind of covered it up for about a month, or at least he did. And there was some confusion there, and it was really weird how things were handled. This year is taken care of a lot faster. But uh, now Brent Burns joins conjun- Concussion Junction. Conjunction Junction, what's your Yep, concussion junction. And uh, hey, I apologize if some people out there might not like anybody making light of it. it. And I don't mean to. It's just, it's so ridiculous how many players are having concussion issues at the same time. The same time. How could this be happening? You know, it's like, my goodness, it's like uh, people are sticking their heads out, literally. I mean, uh, it's just been really bad luck for the Minnesota Wild um, here in concussion junction. As we hope and pray these players recover, but... As mentioned, you know, once you get that first concussion, it starts, it can become a more, more and more of an issue. You're more prone to further issues, more and more concussions. And uh, Brent Burns has one Le- less than a year later. He has a second concussion already. Very scary, very disappointing. The 24-year-old Brent Burns already with his second career concussion. And, uh, hmm. That's that's too bad. Off to a pretty good start. Fifth leading scorer on the Wild. Now, that's not always saying much. Fifth leading scorer on the Wild, he might have one point, you know, with the way this team performs offensively. But uh, 10 points in 21 games. Brent Burns, unfortunately, uh, concussion symptoms once again. Concussion symptoms once again. Very, very frustrating. As of November 20th, they're saying he's day-to-day, but I don't know. (laughs) It's concussion symptoms again, so very, very disappointing there. So that's pretty much the deal here. So far, Martin Havlat off to a horrendous start, only eight points in 19 games, only eight points in 19 games for Martin Havlat. Not quite what Wild fans expected from Martin Havlat either. Right now, he's out with a hamstring, so there's another injury note. He's day-to-day. 
not a concussion, luckily. Um, I did mention four players had a concussion. I'm correcting it to three. It was actually three. I believe there was one other one earlier in the year that had one, but uh, I can't remember who that is at this point. It's just going to have to move on from that, but I'm pretty darn sure there was a fourth player, so forgive me there. The busy schedule kind of ate my memory up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty scary deal. You just hope these players can recover sooner than later. And uh, this isn't an issue long-term for most of these guys, especially Brent Burns, who's the youngest of the group and the most promising. Two concussions already. Mm. Man, you just don't need that. And, uh, yeah, me and Neil talked about that at length back in uh, back in May. Neil, Nate, Doug, Thiesing, a guy I'd like to rejoin the show at some point in time. So the frustration continues for the Minnesota Wild. Indeed. So that's pretty much the first topic was the concussions. Not really much I can say other than it's, it's alarming when you get so many players having it at the same time and when uh, the same player has it twice in less than a year. That's a very scary sign. So the other two topics we're going to get into today are... Of course, we're going to generally get into the play of the wild this month of November. We're also going to talk about the trades, the acquisitions, the trades and acquisitions. Ben Wapulia is gone. Ben Wapulia, no longer a player for the Minnesota Wild. Long He's gone to Montreal. That should be very interesting. The French-Canadian Ben Wapulia, who grew up very close to Montreal. And we got another French-Canadian in return. Again, a, a name I really can't say. He hasn't played for the wild yet. <laughs> Guillaume Latendresse. Uh, if I mispronounced it, I apologize. Second round pick, so we're going to get into that in the final segment. The, the middle segment, we're going to kind of talk about the general play of the Wild. So that's pretty much the idea there. Also in that third segment, we're going to get into Danny Ehrman. Finally is a member of the Minnesota Wild. Danny Ehrman. After all the frustration going on with the Houston Arrows and the Wild organization in general, Danny Ehrman is, is on the Minnesota Wild, at least for now. So far, he's played two games and no points. Also, acquisition of Andrew Ebbett, so, <laughs> who scored his goal in his first game. So there you go. We'll get into that very, very shortly into segment number three. So with no further ado, we'll kick our first break. We'll talk about the general play of the Minnesota Wild right after this. We are back here on Brave the Wild. Boy, it's been a fun month of November for the Wild, hasn't it? It's been a lot of fun. Yep, more red, more red on the old schedule, but at least a couple victories. Thursday the 5th, the Wild lose to Vancouver. What a surprise. A home game, 5-2, five, five to two. not much going on there. They come back and beat the Dallas Stars on November the 7th, 3-2. to two. That was a good game for the Wild. That was a lot of fun, and that was also... Um, able to see the green jerseys once again. The green jerseys, the real exciting green jerseys. Me and my friend Paul Tuniverse Caniff, not really enthralled with those green jerseys. I mean, it looks like the Minnesota Wild are trying to go back to the 1960s with those jerseys. But here's the problem. The Wild didn't play in the 1960s, so what's the point? Why would you, why would you get so obsessed with the red jerseys when they were the third jerseys a few years ago? that you didn't even wear the green ones enough, so they had to get disbanded, and then you bring back jerseys that look like they're 50 years old when the Wild didn't play 50 years ago. (laughs) 
very, very interesting there. Very, very interesting there. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what the what the deal is with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's continue. I apologize for that. The Wild actually win two games in a row. It's a miracle. They defeat Toronto in Toronto as the Eastern Conference domination continues. Oh, for uh, one more game at least. One last game, unfortunately, for that time being. November the 10th, the Wild beat up Toronto and in Toronto. In a Toronto, Ontario, baby. 5-2 to two victory. So let's keep that East Coast, that East, uh, East Coast, Eastern Conference dominance. Let's, let's continue it. Tampa Bay, man, we always have success against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You can't go wrong there when you're going Thursday night in Tampa on the 12th. Oh, you can go wrong, all right. The Wild were up 3-1 to one in this game, folks. 3-1. to one. Three to blip and one. And Tampa Bay comes back and ties it up, sends it into overtime. And just like clockwork, the Tampa Bay Lightning score in overtime. And the Wild just choke out a, a game that just signifies how the frustration of the play of this team the last couple of years. And, uh, boy, that was that was pretty hard to, hard to swallow. But we always have success against the Washington Capitals. So the next night, the Wild lose 3-1 to one against the Washington Capitals. Great. Go figure, right? All right, well, we beat Carolina earlier. We can take them out in Carolina. We can do it. No, another overtime loss for the Wild. Another one of the Wild just coughed up the lead. Lose there. The Wild's <laughs> success against Phoenix had been good until late last season, and they lose again to the Phoenix Coyotes. 3-2 to two, Wednesday the 18th. Then they pull out a victory against the horrendous New York Islanders. Well, not horrendous, but still not very good, even though they have Dwayne Rolison. Of course, Roley did not play in that game. The Wilds squeak out a victory against the New York Islanders at home. They barely win the game. Barely, barely won that game. Friday the 20th, 3-2. to two. And just most recently, just a, a game, the Wild played fairly competitive against Boston just two nights ago. And losing overtime to the, or excuse me, losing a shootout to the Boston Bruins. The frustration continues there. It was a shootout also with the Carolina Hurricanes, by the way. But, uh, yeah, you could just see it happen. The Wild couldn't get anything going in that little shootout. And it's over. The Wild have a pretty rough month in November. We have two games to go. Playing Colorado in about, oh, about two hours. So we'll see what happens there. That should be interesting. And then Colorado again in a back-to-back tomorrow. At 8 o'clock. So that would be a mountain time game, baby. So, oh goody. Go wild, right? Colorado, Colorado. Let's just hope something good can come out of that little two-game series there. That'll wrap up the month of November. So the wild officially win three games at this point in time. They have three regulation losses and three overtime or shootout losses. So... Basically, the Wild are 3-6 and six in the month of November. Any playoff hopes still pretty much very, still very much out of the picture at this point in time. And uh, that, that's just too bad. That's just very frustrating. I love this team and uh, not loving what's happening right now. That's for darn sure. It's real quick before we get into the next topic. Let's look at the NHL in general. I mean, look at the defending champion Pittsburgh Penguins still dominating. Number one in the Eastern Conference, Washington. That is going to be fun. Ottawa's regained their 
prominence when their division. They're in third place in the East. And um, you go over to the West, San Jose right back where they were last year at the top with Chicago. And Colorado goes from last to first. Colorado Avalanche still in first place in the division, but the Calgary Flames breathing down their backs with just one point behind. I would like to see the Calgary Flames win the division since the Wild aren't going to. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Calgary Puck Radio, I noticed that some subscribers of this show are also subscribed to that show. So, hey, welcome aboard, Calgary Flame fans. Great to have you on board. I, I, you're, that's my second favorite team, even though they're a big rival. Love the logo, love the history, you know. Just a kind of a, a team that I, it's not as easy to hate other than Jerome McGinley, who drives me insane. But uh, sorry, side note there. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty surprising to see the Colorado Avalanche way up in third and Calgary fourth. Nice to see that, at least. The L.A. Kings still in playoff contention, believe it or not. Fifth seed. And Columbus riding the eighth seed. you got Nashville and Dallas, six and seven. Very interesting there. The biggest surprise so far, though, or two big surprises, Detroit so far only 10th tenth, tenth in the conference. I don't think that's going to last, but uh, maybe maybe the magic has run out for the Detroit Red Wings. Just maybe. Eh, probably not. Vancouver, you love to see this. They're the 11th seed. Gotta love that. Vancouver not doing so hot. 13-11, and 11, so the years of you just got to win about eight games to make the playoffs, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore as teams with winning records are not in the playoff hunt right now. So very, very interesting when you look at that. Like Tampa Bay over there in the in the East, same thing going on over there, believe it or not. Atlanta, too. Winning records, no playoff berth at this point in time. They wouldn't be in the playoffs, so to speak. But um, it's just, again, it's been a very interesting deal with the Wild. They've played about 500 hockey in their last 10. They're 6-3 and three at home, 2-9-2 and two on the road. There's also 6-3-1 and one at home officially, but... Uh, Nice to see the home success, but the road has been horrendous. It has been so bad and uh, virtually unwatchable, to be honest. And the Wild look like a last-place team right now as they hold the 15th seed in the Western Conference at this point in time. Anaheim just ahead of them, 14th seed with 21 points. Carolina and Toronto, two teams the Wild beat this year at the very, very bottom of the Eastern Conference. If the... uh, Season ended today. The Wild would have the third pick in the draft. So, hmm. Well, we could use we could use a player like that. So maybe maybe losing maybe having one real crappy season wouldn't be so bad after all. I guess because the Minnesota Wild with this current roster, they're not going anywhere. They're just not. There is no prominent scorer on this team. Miko Koivu is a two-way player, a very uh, intelligent, tough. Uh, a really good leader, uh, two-way type player, but he's not a dominant goal scorer. And Martin Havlet, hmm, hmm, I, yeah. well, he had a three-assist game, like, way back at the beginning of the season, and ever since, well, he's got five points other than that one game. That is pathetic. So, not sure what to think right now at this point in time. I guess the system worked a little better for Martin Havlet in Chicago when he had other players around him who could score. Andrew Brunette's been scoring this year, but he's 36. Owen Nolan's having an okay year, but he's 37. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, where where's the optimism right now? Well, the one good thing is Danny Ehrman's up from the Houston Arrows. The bad thing is he sucked on the Houston Arrows, so what's he going to do in the NHL? 
Frustration is going to continue with that too, I think. Um, yeah. The, the only way you're going to build this farm system is through the draft, and I guess we're just going to have to endure a couple of bad years. That's just the only way I think this team is going to emerge. And unfortunately, guys like Andrew Burnett, Owen Nolan, ain't going to be here when that happens. They ain't going to be here. Um, Owen Nolan's in the final year of his contract, Andrew Burnett in the second last year of his contract. Uh, not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if one or both Andrew Burnett and Owen Nolan were traded at some point during this year because Chuck Fletcher's obviously a lot more aggressive than uh, Doug Crappy Risebrow. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Risebrow had some good moments, but he the last several years, it's just been stale. It's It's been stale as yesterday's lunch, man, with Doug Risebrow, and uh, that's why he's no longer the general manager of the Wild. Um, I love, ab- absolutely love Andrew Burnett, but... Uh, I think he'd be better suited right now on a playoff team, at least for you know for his sake. You know, um, I hope one way or another he can come back and be a part of the organization. One way or another, if he's here long term, or uh, he moves, out, he's traded to another team. Owen Nolan, there's almost no chance he'd be back, even though he's been a very productive and a positive for this team. He's not, there's just no way he's going to be back at age 37. This this team has got to kind of move on. The mustache, the the mustache laden team, is a Minnesota Wild wearing all wearing mustaches. It looks kind of weird, but uh, that's for a good cause. So I'm gonna respect that, even though it just it looks kind of weird. Some of these guys with mustaches, uh, lots of handlebars are just kind of cool in that sense. But uh, sorry, side note, um, just not sure what to think right now when it comes to this team. They're not very watchable. Uh, and like other people say, if your goalie is always your top star, your team is not very good. You know, that's a, that's a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. And your leading goal scorer is a 36-year-old, and he's got eight goals uh, about a fourth into the season. That's not a good sign either. So, shoot, more than a fourth into the year. This this year's going by pretty quick. <sighs> hmm. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, you just keep making changes. That's about what you're going to have to do. Todd Richards' system, well, I'm not 100% sure about it just yet, but you need more players, you need more scorers for Todd Richards' system to really take shape. And uh, Wild don't really have that just yet. It sure as hell ain't going to be Ben Wapulia, and that's why he's gone. And uh, I'm not sure it's Chuck Kobasu either. I don't know what they're so excited about him for with 3.12 games. Mm. He's, he, he's, he's behind Nick Schultz so far in scoring. That's that, that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah. Forgive the lame chuckle there, but... Mm. So that's pretty much the deal when it comes to the uh, the regular play of the Wild at this point in time. We're going to get into the acquisition, so a little bit... Mm, I wouldn't say it's positive, but a little bit of change, more change going on. A little more quote-unquote news, you could call it. So we'll get to that right after this. And we're back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 28, a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 player users. I apologize I didn't mention that after the previous break. That's a little reminder that a lot of you might count on if you're on an iPod shuffle or something like that. So, again, thanks for joining the show. Now we're going on to the acquisition talk. Ben Wapulia is no longer a member of the Minnesota Wild, as mentioned. He grew up 75 miles from Montreal. 
he never lived up to the lofty expectations in Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, we took him fourth overall in 2005, and, boy, it didn't really seem like much was going on. Ben Apulia is 23 years old. We were able to get that Guillaume Latendresse. Um, good luck with that name. I have no idea. He was a second-round pick for the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, here's a quote from GM Chuck Fletcher. I almost said Doug Reisbro. I'm just so glad I'm not saying that name anymore. As you can tell, I have a little bit of frustration with old Dougie. All right, here we go. These two players whose best days are ahead of them. These are two players whose best days are ahead of them. Excuse me. You have two young players, both of whom have great potential and hopefully can both thrive in a new environment. We just felt it was an opportunity to get a big, strong power forward. So that's the good part. He's bigger and stronger. And somebody who has the potential to be a contributor for us for years to come. Gulami. Gul, I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll get it when I actually hear his name more from the announcers because <laughs> he hasn't played yet. Gulami has a good touch around the net, and he's already shown he can score as a young player, and that's with limited ice time and power play time. Skating is not his forte, unfortunately. Some of this uh, information, of course, courtesy of the Star Tribune, Michael Russo, one of the best columnists in town. Six foot two, two hundred and thirty pound. Letendresse, who hails from Saint Catherine, Quebec, was thrust into the NHL as a nineteen year old in two thousand six. Montreal critics also feel the rush to the league hampered his development, and uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That kind of thing, you know, if somebody isn't ready to play, you shouldn't really rush him into the NHL. Uh, you could say that happened with Burns early on. You could definitely say that happened with. Uh, uh, James Shepard, because what has James Shepard done? James Shepard, how many points does he have this year? Let's let's take a look. Three, three points in 21 games. That's pathetic. And uh, well, how many did he have last year? About 20 the whole year. And most of his points came in the last two months of the year because he's just kind of recovering from a horrendous season with about six points in the first uh, three, four months of the year. Pathetic. So sometimes it just doesn't work out for some of these guys. It just doesn't. Uh, let's let's look at uh, Puglia real quick as we do a little comparison here. Benoit Puglia. Whew. Great, great, great memories. Good times. I mean, we're going to really miss him here in Minnesota with his 11 points in 37 games last year. Was up and down management, and him never saw eye to eye. And we're talking the Doug Reisbaugh, Jacques Lemaire management. So, obviously, this management didn't have much to see, didn't really have much, you know, interest in this guy either if they traded him so quickly four points in 14 games two goals two assists 18 points in 65 career games and folks he was drafted in 05 with his fourth overall pick it's not like he was drafted two years ago he was drafted four years ago and that's all we've seen so far out of old Benoit Puglia so it's been an interesting deal there Puglia known for his skating Yulami or however you say it (laughs) not known for his skating He's more known for his power, and that's good. Wild needs some more strength up front. Now it's just a matter of can the son of a gun score? <laughs> can he score? Somebody's got to score. You know he's not going to be a dominant scorer, but at least maybe something. Anything. Anything. Now, please, we're begging. We're begging you. Help us. <laughs> so let's look at him right now. He's actually a year younger than Benoit Puglia. Taken in the same draft, though, 45th overall by the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens so far. Just three points, so he's got one point less than uh, 
Puglia. He's actually played 23 games, though. 232 overall, 85 points total. He's had a couple of 20-plus point years. Um, if you look at his full career here. Two years ago, well, shucks, as a, as a rookie, first year in the NHL, had his career now, had career year, 13 assists, 16 goals, 29 points. The next year, 16 goals again, 11 points in 73 games. That makes 27 points. Last year, 26 points in only 56 games and 14 goals, 12 assists there. So there, there's a little hope. There's a little hope, some development. Uh, the numbers aren't really anything to that really shake, that really jump out at me. Other than he did get five power play goals as a rookie and three game-winning goals his first two years in the NHL each year. So six total, two game-winning goals last year. Um, so at least the guy gets goals at times when, when, when you need him. And uh, for, for a guy whose role was not too high, i got to think he was a third or fourth liner with the Canadiens. A little bit of power play time, though. And, hey, if you can get five power play goals and five power play assists, that's ten points. That's, that's, that's not bad. So at least he's effective in the man advantage, which is, I guess, all the Wild have been to this point. They're not a bad team on the man advantage, but they can't score in, in full strength. So go figure. That's pretty much in the Wild's deal. They're all they're good at special teams, but uh, not good in re- regulation time, so to speak. So the Wild need to get that going. And we'll see if Lutton Brasse can get that going at some point in time. Again, I apologize if the name is butchered and stupid sounding, but that's the best I can do right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's the best I can do. What do you expect from a guy who hasn't, you know, been able to do the show the last three and a half weeks? So that's the way it goes there. Also, the Wild made a huge acquisition. Huge! This guy was put on waivers from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Never drafted. Andrew Ebbett, and he is a huge guy too, by the way. Huge, five foot nine, hundred and seventy-four pounds. But uh, eh, you know, whatever. Let's see what happens. He's got two goals this year so far. He got one goal in ten games, one goal in his first game with the Wild. That was just the other night. Pretty cool in that sense. At least he's done something. Andrew Ebbett is his name. Uh, I'll admit, don't really know too much about him, and obviously, I don't think too many people do. He was just one of those guys who was put on waivers. Wild see something in him that the Blackhawks didn't. Calgary, Alberta native, so there you go. Probably a former Calgary Flames fan, I would think. Born in 1983. He's 26 years old, obviously. So we'll see how things go with Andrew Ebbett. He's uh, something, anything. Of course, the number one reason why number by, by why this number 16, <laughs> Andrew Ebbett, is on the Wild is because he is a center. That's the number one reason he's on the Wild, because... How many centers do the Wild have? Like, three? <laughs> no, that are any anything halfway decent. James Shepard is considered a center. He sucks at this point in time. He's had a really horrible start to his career. Um, well, his rookie year was okay, but other than that, he's been disappointing. Kyle Brozniak is solid. Um, Abbott, uh, of course, yeah, there you go. There's your other center. Mika Koiv was your number one guy. Valange is your number two center at this point in time. So it's like, you know, you got to have some depth, and we'll, we'll see what happens with Andrew Ebbett. That's pretty much how things go. He's inexpensive, $500,000. It's a lot of money for, for any of us. That'd be like a CEO of a company, practically. But uh, in hockey terms, it's, you know, chump change, so definitely not an issue there. It's a cheap fix. We'll see what happens with that. 
who knows? Who knows? Sometimes the Wild pull a rabbit out of their hat. They've done it before. Aaron Voros, other guys, you know, pa- Pascal Dupuis, guys that didn't really get much playing time anywhere else, and all of a sudden, boom, they're pretty good. Wes Walls is a huge example. Jim Dowd, you know, the number of the names go on and on. Um, obviously, totally different coaching scheme and different general manager. So we'll see if that success continues with this version of the Minnesota Wild. But that's pretty much how things stand right now. It's all pretty much just a wait and see. I mean, the Minnesota Wild and our fans, we're going to pretty much just have to hurry up and wait. That's pretty much how things stand with the Wild at this point in time. It's, it's hurry up and wait. you got Concussion Junction. you got to wait for those guys to heal. you got uh, other injuries, hamstrings, who knows what else. <laughs> I mean, Josh, you had Brunette's ACL partial tear last year. That That's not good. Burns just, you know, multiple concussions already at a young age. Mm, frightening. Age 24, Brent Burns, one of the cornerstones of the team right now. Oof. I mean, we're just going to have to hurry up and wait, I guess. That's pretty much where we stand. Uh, going to have to hope to get a big-time draft pick this year. That, that's the best That's the best we're going to have to do because, other than that, finding diamonds in the rough isn't easy to do. And plus, those diamonds in the rough don't always last. I mean, their magic runs out. Pascal Dupuis, did he really sustain his good play? He had one good year. One. He had two okay years and one good year. And now, and in the end, he was just kind of like a pain in the butt, and the Wild got sick of him and let him go. Uh, Aaron Voros, well, he got overpaid. Somebody got somebody threw a ton of money at him, and he took off. He's, he had an okay run, whatever, though. Lottie, Lottie freaking da. So <laughs> it's pretty much where things are going to stand at the Wild at this point in time. It's all we can do is hurry up and wait. So I hope you listeners liked the uh, change of format, especially you out there that didn't like the former format at all where i kind of reviewed games more than uh got into background info lots of background info to talk about this time so it made the show a lot of fun i'm gonna do the best i can to keep the show closer to this format talk about the gameplay but not so much numbers 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 all the time sometimes there's gonna be numbers especially when you look at how a player's doing and all that good stuff but not just numbers we're gonna get more into background info and uh, just have a conversation about the Minnesota Wild, and I hope to have more guests in the future, like Neil and 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 others, some knowledgeable hockey fans. So I could kind of have a conversation, sit back and have a conversation with him and you out there, you listeners out there. You can you, you can help by calling into the phone lines as mentioned before: 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Don't forget to sign up for the message boards. We need more hockey fans on the SportsStuff.com. Front page of the website, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that. You will see a link that says Register. Click on that as well. Mention Paladino Live as a referral. Two separate words, Paladino Live. And, of course, check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Minnesota.nhlfansite.com, a really cool Minnesota Wild website. Nice enough to put a link to this show on their page. So, again, thank you, listeners. Hope you enjoyed the new format of the show. This was a blast. I really enjoyed doing it this way. And uh, this is going to be uh, going to do my best to keep it this way and um, hope for hope for guests in the future. So, until then, you take care. Go wild. Well, go draft pick, I guess. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you.